Hi, this is 100 Days a Year Podcast. Our podcast because, well, you need another podcast. I'm Becky Fouché here in Atlanta with my best friend, Jeremy Rabondo, And this is episode six titled, Blushies? Duh. 100 Days a Year Podcast is really just a collection of all of the conversations Jeremy and I have had over the course of about five and a half years. And the focus of this podcast is to explore the way that we interpret, understand, and analyze all of the relationships in our lives. And perhaps you can resonate with that too. We're so happy you're here and let's get started. Principles of Relationship Interpretation number six. Nobody really cares what's going on in your life. They only really care about their own shit. Why do we care how many eyes are watching? And why do we even prioritize it? Especially when it's based on no real connection to data of any kind. We simply cannot know who's thinking about us. We just can't know. And even if we could, what kind of value should we place on it, if any at all? Why should we need to? I mean, why should we really need to? Could it be that this endless loop of wondering what others think and consequently needing to know, realizing that we cannot know, is just an endless loop of confusion that leads to depression or longing or discontentment or anger? This has led several brilliant people from Liza Minnelli to Rachel Hollis to Eleanor Roosevelt, among many others, to conclude a remarkably similar sentiment. And that is, what others think about you is none of your business. If someone we care about, or even someone we don't even think we care about that much believes our choices, or or the manner in which we are currently living our life is to matter, it would mean that they would have to know our intents, our motives, our justifications, our rationales for all of our choices, and all of our decision-making that brought us to the place where we felt comfortable to let them become aware of those choices in the first place. Most of us do this in part on social media, and most of us who inform the world of our choices on social media pick this platform as the sole stage on which our choices become reified and actualized. The reality is probably far simpler, and the realization of this reality is both freeing but disheartening at the same time, which is no one really cares that much what we do. If someone's choices do not really affect us directly, we normally don't give it too much thought. Why should we? It's not our life, and we have plenty of other things to do and think about. Look, this is difficult and even disappointing to understand and accept when thinking externally on why our behaviors probably don't matter to others that much. But the better question is probably, why should they? And guess what? They shouldn't. So we really have no control over the thoughts of other people. And... I think this is something that we apply to things that we care less about. But when it comes to people's thoughts about us, we suddenly feel like we are, we have to be in charge of what they think and we can't be, and we shouldn't be. And and that's, and that's even if they think anything about us at all. Oh gosh. I just think that's like a total myth. And I guess I don't know. I'd have to pull everybody who like is linked to me somehow in social media or knows me in the world and find out if they think about me and for how long, but like, I'm not going to conduct that poll and how embarrassing would that be? And obnoxious and narcissistic. And I think that's the whole point. It's like, we probably assume too much that people give us more 
headspace and more time in there than they actually do, if they do at all. I think this is true of social media because it's such a great platform for arraying your life in a way that you have total control over Mm -hmm. and often in a beautiful way. Oh, yeah. And so you feel this, what you and I call priority status about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you naturally assume that people are thinking these things about you. And it's often true that they're not thinking about you at all. Sometimes I've seen, and not that this whole conversation has to be about social media, but but I've often, (laughs) I've often sat next to people who just aimlessly scroll and and tap likes and they don't even... Mm -hmm spend more than a split second on that photo. Right. You know, so people just don't really care. I don't think they do. I don't think they do that much. And I think, you know, some people do. And I think the same people that really, really care are the ones that, you know, come alongside of us or around the social media construct and let us know they're thinking about us and they ask about us when it doesn't matter to any audience. And I think that's the Mm. social media myth is that there's this audience. So if you're going to be caring about someone or interacting with someone or, you know, giving your opinion about something, well, you you now have an audience to do it for. Mm. And so everything gets heightened, except guess what? What really matters most? Mm -hmm. And that is love and trust and commitment and connection that we all want so badly when it doesn't matter to an outside audience. Right. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, so when we start believing that everybody we know must have a private thought about us and that that private thought must go on and on (laughs) and on, guess what happens? We become differently motivated right? About the connections we form about, okay, let's go real simple on this one about what we wear, what we do, who we have attachments to, right? Right. In public and how we portray that. Right. And we start doing it for other people. And we've hinted at this in another episode, but then we start living life based upon some kind of construct that we've invented and the narrative that follows that and it actually takes on more shape than the reality of, of the real life that we live every day. Yeah. You've often said to me, you won't be happy until you do things for you. We can't go around <laughs> making decisions for other people because, frankly, they don't care. Then, and, and why do we give them this kind of government? Right. And why should they care? Yeah, why should they care? And that doesn't make them bad people. No. And guess what happens when we find out that they don't care? When we say, hey, did you see this post? Did you see this thing? And they go, oh, uh, no. (laughs) Guess what happens? Um, Resentment, Mm -hmm. anger. I saw you like so-and-so's picture, but you didn't like mine. I I know this sounds kind of childish, but like, I think a lot of us live there. Yeah. Especially in social media. Right. I just think, like you said, if people care, then they will, they will um, do that in a constructive way. I think, I think people think they care by, by projecting some some negative opinion, and, you know, saying that. Saying that they that someone else should be doing something differently, or, or giving giving their negative opinion on something that you're doing, 
But I don't think that's the same thing as care. I think that's just judgment. I think care is always positive. I think it's always constructive. Well, maybe not always positive, but definitely constructive. And I think care is always private. Yes. And yes. Yeah. I think true love is mostly private. Yep. Um, Because then there's no risk. There's no performance aspect. You're not, like you said, putting on a show for anyone else. Therefore, Therefore, no reward. Right. Except the relationship you're trying to foster, and that right. would just be between you and the other person. Oh, gosh. Right. So why do you think, Becky, why do you think we really spend the time that we spend thinking or f- trying to either be on guard against or fashion our social media platforms and the way we project our image, why do you think we spend so much time thinking about what others think in relationship to how we project ourselves? Sorry, that's like like the stumper of the day. No, I mean, my first thought is that we, of course, want to be accepted. We want to look good. We want to be valuable to people. We want them to like us. Um, We want to be important. Mm Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's anything more than that. I just think that's the basic level. I think everything else kind of plays off off that. I think you nailed it. I mean, I I find myself resonating with everything you just said, which then goes to the greater question of why the investment. But do you know what, though? We it's like we want to be accepted and loved and and liked. But but sometimes we just want attention. Mm. I don't know. That sounds horrible to admit. But I mean, it's true of me. I, I mean, I'll admit that. Mm hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure many people listening. Oh, you're not alone. That. We're all there. <laughs> but but yeah. But okay. So back to your question. Why the investment? No 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 wait 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 wait. <laughs> I, I I want. I'll put a pin in my question. I want to keep going with this because I find this fascinating. I think I think. An an honest. Perception of this is to say I want to be liked, I want friends, I want acceptance, I want relationship. I want closeness, I want community, or whatever. But then I think, I think we also just want attention. I mean, don't we just want people to notice us? Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then it's, it's really not appropriate for us to ask why they care at that point. No, that kind of like, you don't get to ask that question yeah. if that's your true motivation, right? <laughs> exactly. I just, want, I just want you to like my picture because I think I look particularly good <laughs> exactly. or interesting on this day. <laughs> and then um, I can't judge you for not, for not calling me up and asking how I'm doing, you know. But doesn't that happen? Like you post something of yourself or I post something of myself and like, you know, so-and-so is going to chime in because they always do. And then guess what? They're not there. Right. And then how do you feel? Empty. (laughs) Right. Isn't that stupid? And empty and like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally unwanted. Almost angry. Yeah. Against something so silly. It makes me ask the question, like, why do we build these? Why do we, why do we build this framework? Such a, faulty framework around the most important thing in life mm-hmm. you know why do we the most important thing being being um, being a closeness okay you know why do we say that you know why do we try to measure closeness by all of these all of these things that don't even matter you know why can't we just be be close with people that want to be close to us you know why do we try to inadvertently gain their attention or their trust mm-hmm. 
like like a hook bringing them in yeah. to see if we can't like foster something deeper. Exactly. Is that I mean is that really what we're doing? I think so. I think you might be right. Well, that's that's when we're not just looking for attention, which I think happens more often than not. Oh, yeah. I think that's just a very humanistic and honest approach. Mm-hmm. So can we go back to this area of like narrative construction and just kind of, I think you and I assume that we know what we mean because we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I hinted at it earlier, but I think it might be better if you explain this. So narrative construction is where we have these thoughts about other people or ourselves in certain situations and we literally just daydream. I mean, we build this this story in our minds. Um could be good or bad, doesn't doesn't really matter. Um but we build this story up and we spend sometimes hours living as if this story were true and most of the time we're terribly disappointed when we realize that they were only thoughts and not based on anything factual so i mean and what 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 we've talked about when when we've when we've talked about narrative construction is basically like we end up having a response to the very artificial thing that we're the artificial construct we're creating Oh, we've 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 mixed the we've mixed the the, the the cake mix and the eggs and the oil and we're we're baking it. I mean, we are, <laughs> <laughs> and then we turn in yeah into we turn into something else as a result of this narrative that we've built that is not based on anything factual, and gosh, it just sounds so elementary when you actually verbalize it, but. You and I are so guilty of this. Yeah. So guilty. Let's, can we turn it into like an analogy? Yes. Like an actual scenario so people can follow us. So could it be as simple as, you know, you meet this guy or I meet this girl or, you know, someone meets a friend and then there doesn't even have to be like an initial significant exchange yet. Like it could just been an introduction and you start to imagine like hanging out with that person. Oh, gosh. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. romantic too. So like, like I, I want to just kind of like strip, strip this scenario of, of that element. It just is like, you're having this relationship with mm-hmm. this person in your head. Mm-hmm. You're going through different scenarios. You're, you're going out, you're having dinner, you're talking about things only you haven't done any of it for real. You're doing it all in your head because you're like, oh my gosh, this person's really interesting. I think I want to get to know them. Right. And and as I talk about it, even now, you and I have talked about this a bazillion times, but even as I talk about it now, it like kind of creeps me out because it's not <laughs> because it's not real. No, it's not based on anything factual at all. And gosh, yeah, you're you're so right. It, it's a little it's a little strange, but we do this. You and I do this because. We're just dreamers and I'm going to get like really gushy. We just, we just like want, we just like want to be close and we want this like beautiful fairy tale again. This fairy tale could be anything you, any desire you have, you know, we just, we're dreamers through and through and we just, we just want, want, want all of these wonderful things. And it's really great to have that because it gets us excited for the possibility of what that relationship could turn into. But then we are horribly disappointed beyond belief when it doesn't come true and we can't be upset when it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. because we did it to ourselves Mm -hmm. and so really what's what i feel like you're saying correct me if i'm wrong is that we've basically had this relationship in our head with Mm -hmm. this other person 
who we then assume and hope is having the same relationship about us in oh. their head, right? Because yep. that goes back to the point of the whole whole episode, and that is that you know everyone's thinking about us, yep. and they must be doing what we're doing because we're thinking about them. So, I think the worst thing that we do when we get to that point is we punish the other person for not for not either creating the same scenario in their head or for not responding to our scenario. So we've like we've like basically put all of this arbitrary responsibility on this person and then we usually a person who who we're new to. Yeah, like right? <laughs> more more or less a stranger and then we we get mad at them for um for not fulfilling their their role in our fantasy. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's kind of right? crazy. When, this is like really good to talk about because you realize how silly it is. And it's probably important to remember that no one really cares too much. No one really cares too much yeah. about, and this sounds really bad. Ready, ready for this? No one really cares too much about us. Yeah. And I know that sounds horrible. I mean, and, and, and please, I, you know, I, I want everyone to understand the context I'm talking about, but no one cares that much about every thought I have, every encounter I have, yeah. every encounter I want, every, as you said, every fantasy in all of my relationship mm-hmm. categories, you know, the things and the closeness that I want and those those activities and depictions of closeness that I want to happen. Mm-hmm. No one really cares that much because they're all caring about their own to one extent or another or not. Yeah. I mean, there's so much um, mundaneness that occupies our headspace, right? You know, what are we having for dinner? Where are we going? When do we have to go to work? When, you know, what are we doing? You know, there's so much of that. So I think you have to allow everyone to be a little less extraordinary in your own mind. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a good little truth to hold on to. I like that a lot. And how many times have we we've just gotten horribly disappointed by <laughs> this you know this this narrative and I could recall so many times where I've I've spent time with someone and it, again this could be this could be anyone um and and I'm spending hours after the fact thinking about it planning the next few interactions, planning mm-hmm. how close we're going to be, planning how much they're going to love me back. And then we actually get to the second interaction and it's like, it's not that way. Right. And and this has happened with friends. I mean, just like sure. normal interactions with people. You know, I get so excited about the possibility of right. being close with someone and then when it when it doesn't happen it's it's just horrible Mm -hmm. it's just dangerous it's dangerous to live in a place that's not real and that and that is created solely through our daydreaming it as you've as you as you've mentioned which then belies the bigger point of why we feel necessary to do that or why it feels necessary to do that and why we end up interacting with the artificial um more than we interact with the the real Oh, I think there's lots of reasons for that. I think we put that energy towards the artificial because it's, it's, oh gosh, we are so in control of that. We are so in control of what that person says in our mind. Oh, yeah. 
um, how we react to them, what we do. It, it, it gives us all the power. It gives us all the power. And so that's one reason. The other reason, I think, is because it it frees us of our 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 imminent insecurity and <laughs> you de- listen to listen to a podcast before this to to you know know what we're talking about here but we're so naturally insecure and i think when we build this narrative we we really relieve ourselves temporarily of feeling that insecurity because we can make that person whatever mm-hmm. we want to make them yeah so that that really that that imagination or the daydreaming becomes some kind of drug. Yes. And so even more, uh, we have to be careful of doing that. So back to the question, back to the original principle that nobody really cares about what's going on in our life because they're only interested in what's going on in theirs. Right. Just on balance, I think it's good to realize that, that that's probably us... pardon me pardon me part it's good to realize that part of that is some kind of narcissistic character trait Mm -hmm. some fault that we have um because you know most people aren't interested and that doesn't make them bad you know they're just not interested well like what what i hear you saying is why who who are we that we think we're worthy of everybody caring about us all the time right I mean, there's just no reason for it. I mean, there's, and there's right. no reason to put yourself there. Um, I, I, it's such a simple truth. It is such a simple truth, but nobody really cares that much. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to judge the veracity of our interactions with other people and ascribe significance to them is something that you and I and others like us consistently do. And unfortunately, I think what happens when we do this is we ascribe to them all of this time that they've had to contemplate their relationship with us like we've spent time contemplating our relationship with them. And you know what? When it does happen, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I think more often than not, it probably doesn't. And that's a disappointment. But that's a disappointment we can control. Because this, you know, how many times have we talked about you know, you can actually turn your mind off, Becky. And you said the same thing to me. Jeremy, you don't have to think about this thing if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I remember f- discussing that with you a long time ago. And you were like, what are you even talking about? What I think about is not under my control. I am a slave to my brain. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And that's not true. You can actually discipline yourself and stop thinking about things. And part of that is is stop going down, you know, Instagram rabbit holes and Facebook rabbit holes where you become obsessed with the comments of others in a public way, you know, the public forum that kind of dictates your emotional state at the time. And you can just really stop. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, also stopping that narrative construction, which I think is so, so important. Right. There's just, it's, there's, it's just not worth it. And the consequence is too grave. Um, and I really think that takes a lot of discipline, a discipline of thought and mind. I think so too. I have a little a little side question that I'd like you to answer. So where where do you think would be a good place to put all of that energy? So the energy that we ex- expend on obsessing over what people think about us when they actually don't care. You know, where where can we where can we put that energy? Okay, you want my Pollyanna answer? <laughs> uh it would probably be toward the better love of others. I mean, yeah. I I it's hard though, because 
it's just hard because in those emotion in those in those times where we're constructing these um, the these uh you know these constructs these artificial constructs um i think it's when we're feeling insecure mm-hmm. and it's hard in those moments where we're feeling insecure to like kind of turn that around and just start you know directing our energies outward but that's probably exactly the thing that we we need to do you know and i'm going to say some things that are pretty you know staple which are you know volunteering and serving others i think that helps to quiet that voice too much time alone is dangerous for people like us mm. extremely dangerous um, letting ourselves have too much time we're thinking about the current state of our lives you and i have also talked about several times uh, several times that time itself is is a luxury mm. but it's also a curse you know in the hunter gatherer mindset there was not any time to think about how to better your psychological dispense yeah. you know disposition as you related to your world, but now we get to, right now we get to, but I think several of us are bad at it. And I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand here too. There are times where it is not constructive. My, that, that I'm spending time. I do not need to donate to endless thoughts about mm. relationship encounters and, and what they could be. So when you ask me, what do you do with that energy? I would probably say it needs to be, you know, expressed outward. And mm-hmm. I think also part of the things or part of, you know, a technique that, that helps me is just staying busy with, with work, mm-hmm. just doing the work of my craft of my job, you know, just getting things done. Um, it's easy to get sidetracked, you know, pick up the phone again. I just saw an Instagram alert. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, yeah. we laugh yeah. because no, we're there. True. Right. And you and I have actually talked about yeah. oh, scheduling yeah. time into our, our routine where we just don't look at the phone. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have some friends who actually do this and I'm like so impressed by that. Um, it seems like such a small thing, but I'm so impressed by that because it's like, I'm not letting the stimulus in cause I have things to do. I think smart people, um, I think smart people control what they can control and they, um, and, and they don't, they don't devote energy to what they cannot. I, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Love that. Love that. It's true. So true. You can't be a you can't be a steward of something that doesn't belong to you, and you can't control what someone else thinks about you. Which of course means that you you can't mm-hmm. you can't you can't care. Right. You can't. And you can't assume that they care, right. because if they do, you know, if they if they do care, they always will make it known. And what happens really? What is the practical manifestation? of thinking that so many other people care about your actions and and how you project that action, say on social media or any other way, what is the practical manifestation of that? Because you can't know it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes. Because you can't know what they're thinking and they may not be thinking anything at all. You know, what is the practical manifestation of that? Because it's, I think it keeps us from making decisions we ought to make. And it keeps, I think it, it also actually influences us to make decisions we shouldn't make. Mm. I, I think it's both. And all yeah. we have to do is realize that nobody really cares about <laughs> what we're doing. And right. we should, and getting back to what you said, I said like that, like <laughs> I'm going to ta- tell you how great you are for thinking I'm great. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but um, you have to do things for yourself, yeah. which sounds innately selfish, but there is a virtue to a type of selfishness. 
that wants to get the things that you have committed to doing done. Spending time in the areas where you've, you know, you've, you've told yourself and disciplined yourself that this is the thing that I'm going mm-hmm. to do. You know, like, for instance, if you have work that you need to do, you're not going to do it to make somebody else happy so they like you more. That's probably the, the easiest thing to understand. Yeah. Right. You've got to do it for yourself to give yourself the skills so that you can be more effective at that job and help others because of that. So so this kind of selfishness actually is not in and of itself selfish because it actually can help you serve others better. I I believe that it's not it's not just turning that around. Right. Right. So when you form this narrative construction, when you when you write this story with somebody else in it responding to you in ways that is (laughs) hasn't happened yet, you also make them the motivation for certain actions. Yep. And when they don't respond in kind or appropriately or, you know, sensitively or they don't celebrate that action when directed toward them, you know, it leaves us disappointed. But then again, the better question is, you know, we need to or not the better question, but, you know, one of the things to take from that, I think, is just make sure you're not doing things for other people. Because I think yeah. when they don't respond correctly, we just resent them. And, and that person doesn't yeah. deserve that resentment. They haven't done anything. In most cases, they haven't done anything. Like you said, we've written a story. They have done this thing in that story. And we do the thing in real life to them, hoping to solicit or excuse me, hoping to to elicit a certain kind of response. And we don't get that response. And then guess what? We we put them on the corner. We put them on the shelf. We, you know, we, we, we sideline them. And guess what? Mm -hmm. They haven't done anything to us. It's totally unfair. And and, and it's cruel. It's really cruel. cruel. We're not giving people a chance. Right. I think we're also in some ways licensing ourselves to be lazy because we're we're devoting all of this time building this story and a story that we can control that we are the boss of mm-hmm. and like you said you know if we're working if if our boss gives us a project and and uh, we're doing that for the sole purpose of looking good in front of our colleagues or for the sole purpose of pleasing our boss we're we're really robbing ourselves of the reward of re- of, of responsibility, mm-hmm. which is always intrinsic, right? It's always right. improving the, your own skills, which, like you said, in, in turn help other people. So I think it's a it's definitely a dangerous trap to fall into that. I think it's a a very um, <laughs> kind of makes us a martyr, right? We're mm-hmm. we're, we're surrendered to this idea of having this wonderful life in our head and we're not actually doing any work. Right. You just think you deserve it. You know, that's really what's going on is we think we deserve something. And, and the fact is we, in most cases, don't really deserve anything. And I don't right. mean that to sound like, you know, here we are living in this life. We don't <laughs> deserve anything. I'm just saying you don't deserve something just because you wrote a story in your brain that said you deserve something. And then you're going to try to do this right. thing in real life for someone so they like you more. It's just... It's kind of dumb. It's fleeting and just, yeah, it's just dumb. I think it's, I think it's much more appropriate to take that energy and put it towards two to three promising candidates for relationship. Sure. Devote that energy to investing in someone else, you know, or like you said, you know, volunteering, serving others and, and also just, just finding, finding one to two, maybe three people that you you can you can really invest in i think that's so much more rewarding than just fantasizing about this life yeah. of intimacy right. that you're not going to get unless you actually 
Right. You're actually constructing a story so that someone invests in you. It's about as selfish as it gets. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so when you're saying invest in others, I'm like, that's precisely the thing. And it's not when you, and I, and I understand why you said this, you said picking a few candidates of people you could be close to, but I think you ended up coming away from that toward just basic service. And I really think Mm -hmm. Becky, that's probably what it needs to be. Because mm-hmm. that is about as selfless as it gets. Yeah. Because then you're not expecting a return. Yes, 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 yes. Right. So, you know, yes. if we're if we're simply investing in others, serving others, I think, I, I think that's yeah. probably the best way to spend this kind of crazy, useless energy instead of daydreaming uh, a life into existence that uh, is far from the actual reality of our lives that we experience every day. Mm-hmm. Which, frankly, guess what? They're not always that exciting. <laughs> They're not always that exciting. And that, you know what? That's okay. It's important. Yeah, it's important to talk about what happens when you do get the thing that you want. Like you said, sometimes it's not. It's not super exciting. Sometimes it's just, it's just the way it is. And then you've... Even then, if you even if you've gotten the thing you want, you've wasted all this energy building this narrative mm-hmm. based on other people's supposed care for you. Mm-hmm. It's just all it's just just this wasted luxury of time. So it's maybe not so much that people don't really care about what we're doing because they only care about their own stuff. It might be more about how do we really prioritize the thinking about what others think about us and how do we prioritize the meaning for that of that in our lives and i think Mm. it should be very low i just think it should be very low and that sounds like almost like we're denying truth on some level because what if we've done something wrong but at the same time if they're not coming to us and telling us then there's probably not a whole lot of genuine care and love anyway and if the only way they're showing their care is in some public forum Mm. on social media that ends up really acting more like judgment or virtue signaling where they get to (laughs) pontificate some Mm. platitude about the way they think life should go then that's what they get to do and if they derive satisfaction from that that can judge them but it's not going to judge us so I think that what's really, really important is to realize that in most cases, people are not consumed with us and that's okay. And I think believing and understanding that allows us to free ourselves from some kind of responsibility to perform for those people. And I think it's most important to serve, not gaining anything back i think that's where the energy needs to go don't you think that puts us in the position to become the most genuine versions of ourselves almost definitely now will i be able to do this tomorrow i don't know i don't think it's a a a a point of arrival i think i think we do this sometimes and sometimes we don't i think it's a spectrum Mm -hmm. i think we we have moments of success no i think you're right I think you're exactly right. Look, let's leave it there. Let's park it there. Um, because I I already feel like this conversation is is generating some more memories for me of, of things we've talked about in the past and I wanna I wanna put that into the future um in another episode. So Awesome. All right. This is great.
So now we've reached the point of the podcast where we talk about what we're grateful for and the different ways that we love each other. And I personally love this part of the podcast because we get to be all mushy-gushy and get in our feels. <laughs> and you and I, we just love feels so much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so expressions of gratitude. So this is where we, we talk about one particular thing that we are grateful for. And if you've been listening to the podcast up to this point, you know that sometimes these expressions are very profound and sometimes they're as simple as, you know, I'm grateful that I have coconut flavored yogurt so it's just really important to every day think about at least one thing for which you are grateful and a wonderful reason to practice this is because it shifts your your focus outward um it takes it it takes your eyes off your problems and it 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 allows you to fixate on something really wonderful that's going on in your life um, and it allows you it allows you the chance to, um, you know, to reflect and to say, it's possible that I could not have this thing, but I do, and that puts me in a great spot. Yeah. And it it's just a great a, a great shift of of, of focus, um, in in the better direction. So uh, expressions, Jeremy, what are you grateful for today? So, if any of you have been following our Instagram. We um, just got back from a little jaunt to Key West, which is something we wanted to do. Um, we were talked about this probably five or six months ago. We started thinking about, oh, we need like a best friends weekend somewhere. <laughs> so we we picked this place and we went and it was a blast and we got to do a whole lot of nothing, which is the best. Literally. Because... I don't know about you and I look, I, I, this is going to sound like I'm knocking my family, but I'm not, I love my family, but isn't there like a stereotypical way that our, we remember like vacation, family vacations as children. <laughs> and that is, it's like, you're up for 19 hours every day. You're going, you're driving 600 miles a day oh or you're going to an amusement park and then a water park and then you're going shopping and then you're going to the beach and then you're coming back and then you're having dinner and then you're going to the pool and then you're going to fireworks and it's just like the thought of that <laughs> is exhausting and the whole time you're sunburned and right grumpy. and you yeah you look like a plum <laughs> right you just you just it's just nonstop. so you know um you know we were we were determined not to have a vacation that sometimes resembled parts of our of our childhood crazy vacations not that we didn't love them with our families but like um the thought of doing a whole (laughs) lot of nothing was pretty awesome so i'm super grateful we got to do that we got to spend some time got to do a lot of podcast stuff got to eat some fantastic food and actually do some goofy food reviews on our instagram channel which was lots of fun (laughs) so um no i'm super grateful for that so if you're going to talk about key west sorry took it stole it but you let me go first and that's how it goes um honestly i just thought of my expression like five seconds ago because this is like so like like what like 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 what like 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 what did you like (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i'm going to talk to the, the listeners really quick so 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 jeremy thinks it's really important to to record this segment of the podcast totally spontaneous because that that's how you get the most most honest answer um so i i I literally just thought of my 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 expression like five seconds ago and it always stresses me out because i'm like oh my gosh what do i say um (laughs) all of that to say um i am grateful today for summertime i'm grateful um to have 
quite a few weeks to uh, plan what I want to accomplish um, in the in the school year and I got to do a little bit of that yesterday on the plane home on the plane ride home and um, it was really refreshing to get my thoughts out and organized and um, you know my our thoughts can get so jumbled up in our heads and and we how often do we how often do we lie to ourselves or at least at least I do and, and I say I'm gonna be fine you know I I can find a great starting point for for work um you know soon and then I I write everything down and it's just like all these other all these other things come flooding into my mind so I'm grateful that I was able to do a little planning yesterday and um yeah great so and it's kind of kind of simple but I'm grateful for no, it. no organization is awesome yeah and having time to do it I think it makes us better. It does make it better. It does make us better. I think some of us wish we had more of that time. So to be thankful for it when we have it is awesome. Yeah. And like you said a few minutes ago on the podcast, you know, time is a luxury. Mm-hmm. We um, we are afforded all of this time to... Um... <laughs> Gosh, I'm just thinking all, all the ways we spend our time in 2020, you know, whether that's uh, scrolling on Instagram for hours on end or if it's you know writing a book I mean we have a plethora of ways to spend our time so time time really is a luxury and and Mm -hmm. definitely organization is a a luxury as well for sure so so the second part of this segment is of course our confessions of love where we um where you and I tell each other one reason why we love each other and I just want to again I'm going to speak to the listeners here but if if you've been listening for a while and, you know, maybe, maybe you thought that's kind of weird. And then as you kept listening, maybe you thought that's kind of good. <laughs> that's kind of a good practice. Or they thought, man, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they were like, yeah, no way we're getting around that. Mm. Um, but anyway, regardless of, regardless of your thoughts, I, I just encourage you to um, reach out to someone this week that you love and, um, and tell them why. Give them a reason why, why they're important to you. It um it makes your relationship sweeter and and um yeah allows you to bask in 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 the moment. So I'll go first today. I am really thankful today on this particular day um, for all the ways that you love me. You Aww. you truly love me the best. Um, you you really care for me the best and you treat me the best and you you like me the best you just you are the most fun and um <laughs> you really you really make me feel so 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 loved so i'm just i'm really feeling that uh, especially especially much today so um i guess what i'm saying is i love you because you love me <laughs> no that's sweet no but i'm you you love me so well and i'm I, I love you for um I love you for that. I love that you're never afraid to to show that to me. Oh, I'm glad. And in case you wondered why she spontaneously <laughs> laughed for no reason, there's a reason. Go ahead. My my kitten has uh decided to join the podcast, so and I I really don't know how to get him to shut up, so I'm really sorry if you're um if you're distracted by that. Hopefully hopefully it'll subside. Anyway, um, no, thank you for saying what you said. I, I appreciate that. Um, 
So my confession of love for you today um, probably emanates from something that you and I discussed a lot while we were on vacation. And that was just the amount of just the amount of fun uh, and love and trust that we share doing so many kinds of shared activities oh. and having that having a similar approach to the way we think about things, what we like to do, what we don't like to do. It's just, it's so nice to have somebody with whom you share so much. And I know that sounds hallmarky, but it's so true because I don't think that I've ever been close to someone who shared so many similar loves uh, as as I do, Aww. like just how to you know my love of cuisine, my love of like loving to take walks and coffee and and just spending like a vacation actually like resting as opposed to like <laughs> running around like crazy people and then needing a vacation from your vacation, which I just seems to be like the American way to do it, but yeah. I can't I just can't hang with that anymore. So so yeah, I Aww. I love that that you and I share so many similar. So, so many similar, some similar loves, you know, um, oh. and having that just, it, it's just, it's, it's just, it just says acceptance and love and trust in ways that, that, you know, words can't. So oh. that's what I love. That's so sweet. Oh, that really is, it, that is truly love to us is, um, being, being understood even in, even in, in, even in things like going on walks and eating peanut butter cups. I mean, that, yeah, that exactly. is truly love to us. For sure. Oh, I love you like that too. Oh, thanks. All right. I think we are yeah, wrapping up good. episode six and, um, we'll see you soon. See you in episode seven. If you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi, send us an email at 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Not 100, but just 100. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our handle is 100daysayearpodcast. Go ahead and give us a follow.